How you doing? And thanks for tuning in to the What the Hell podcast. This podcast is dedicated to those things that drive you nuts and annoy you and just make you say, What the hell? Come on in. Let's get this thing started. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Oh, man, what the hell? Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Welcome to What the Hell. Appreciate you tuning in. Today, we've got a very special episode of What the Hell. I'm having a conversation with comedian Caroline Picard, the Cajun queen of comedy. If you don't know who she is, get on the Google, get on the YouTube, and check it out. She's hilarious. Uh, If you've been on a carnival cruise in the last 10 years or so, you probably have seen her. But she is just downright hilarious. So, really appreciate that she took the time to join. And uh, here, enjoy the conversation with Caroline Picard. How you doing? I'm good. How you yeah, doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. This is fucking awesome. Hey, my pleasure, man. Wasn't so, doing anything on a big Thursday night. Right. Woohoo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish a story you and I started on on Facebook Messenger a while back and tell you why you are a part of our fucking family. <laughs> so you can get all the details and just see how random this shit is. So our first cruise was like nine years ago. Right. You were on there. We just adored you. You were hilarious. We were crying with laughter. And and you were on the second one after that. And you've been on like three others out of the nine we've been on. And uh, making a much longer story short, I grew up not knowing anything about who my biological father was. Didn't even have a name. And uh, I'm, I was raised in a time, and I know you'll appreciate this, where you had both a crazy amount of love, but a healthy amount of fear for your mama. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. So when I was about 37, I finally got up the guts to ask my mom, like, hey, wh- what can you tell me? Is there anything? And like a real man, because I was afraid of my mom, I did it over email. <laughs> 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 right. Anyway, we get we get the, uh, the the response that no one wants to hear, which is, you know, the the real truth is I'm not really sure it was a different time. They weren't those kind of relationships, and I'm like, mom, I'm not judging. I get it. I'm I'm old enough now to get know how that works. And and that was kind of the end of it. And that was the way my mom was. Like you you got a little bit, and if you pushed any more, you were going to get shut down. Yeah, it's never a good day when your mom goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was the seventies. <laughs> yep exactly so yeah i was a little high <laughs> <laughs> that was involved absolutely you know and again i didn't have a bad life or that. my stepdad wasn't a jerk or any of that kind of stuff it was fine but you, always, you always want to know right so unfortunately we lose mom in 2012 to cancer fuck cancer for the record um and my wife convinces me just out of curiosity. Hey, why don't you do the whole ancestry DNA thing? Right. Right. So you can like, I know I'm Scottish and Irish, but what about the other side of the family? So I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Order the kit comes back. Um, and it shows you the people that have taken, you know, the test also. Right. And it gives me someone that says it's my first cousin with, with a high probability. And I'm like, don't know who this person is. And, uh, and so you can send them a message through, through ancestry. Right. Right. Well, it said, you know, this person's name that was managed by somebody else. I'm like, okay, so this is someone that's put their DNA in there. And then this other person's managing that account for whatever reason. Right. 
so I sent him an email a message on there. I was like, Hey, this is me trying to find a little bit about, about you know, my biological dad, dad, if you can help, that'd be great. Didn't really think much of it. Well, the people that managed the account answered and they're like, well, sh- tell us about this. And we've helped a lot of people because they were this, like to this day, they have like 17,000 people in their family tree. Right. That's, wow. that's how deep they are into this. And I'm like, well, it says that this person's my uh, first cousin. And, and like, well, I don't think he's your first cousin because he's 82. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, don't think that's going to work out. Um, but then they sent me a bunch of papers, you know, with all this stuff on there that I still don't understand, but they clearly knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah, I'll share the same DNA. Yeah. I said, you know, more than likely he's your great uncle and, you know, we can ask to find out. So making a much longer story short, he winds up being my great uncle and three, like 10 days later, wife went out shopping. I'm sitting at home. I'm playing a video game because I got the house to myself. I'm like, yeah. And I see an email that's like, Hey, we reached out to Ted and, and, you know, he doesn't seem to remember offhand, but he's more than willing to talk to you. Uh, you know, give us a call. We'll, we'll exchange information and you can go from there. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe when I'm done having the house to myself playing a game. And so I'm sitting there 10 minutes later, I get another email it says, uh, Ted's figured it out. Give us a call. Oh, and I went, Oh shit. So I stopped playing the game <laughs> and I called them and it's like, it's, it's like Ted figured out what <laughs> Yeah, it's like, Nope, Ted, it's, it's his, you know, it's his brother's son. His, his, he has, you know, uh, six sons Yeah, and, and one of them, everything fit. He was, he was in the air force. And that was mom. I'm going to get coffee. Keep going. You're good. Mom said it was either a you know young college student or someone that was in the air force. Cause she was, she was at stationed at this base with my granddad as her, as his dependent rather. So like, Oh shit. Okay. Everything also lines up. This person was in the air force. He was stationed at this base at that time. And my mother also had a very unique name. She wasn't like a Jennifer or any of that. Her name was Rady. Rady. Yes. How cool. I'm like, there's a very cool seventies name. (laughs) Yeah. I I think the story was, it was something after my granddad's favorite magician at the time or some shit like that, but it was funny, but long story short, he had called and, and they was like, yeah, I was stationed there. And I remember dating this lady and Oh shit. So I'm like, okay. Words you never want to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm like, okay. And I, so I call who winds up being my great uncle Ted and he's, you know, just like, just say, what's going on? You know, nice old guy. uh, You know, what's going on? All that kind of stuff. And I tell him, look, I'm not in jail. I don't need money. I'm not on drugs. All this stuff. I just want to find out who my dad is. This is what's going on. And he says, well, I, you know, I talked to my nephew and we think this is pretty likely. And, you know, here's, here's his numbers, you know, give, um, give it a couple hours and give him a call. He's doing whatever. So, okay. And I'm full on pacing up and through the whole fucking house. Right. Yeah. Anyway, a couple hours later, call up my dad at the time. I didn't know it was my dad or no, he called me rather. He said, wait for me, wait for him to call me. If he doesn't call then I could call him a couple hours later phone rings ohio area code and pick up the phone so he's like yeah i'm looking for sean this is him he goes well hey sean this is larry and i hear we might be related (laughs) way to break the fucking ice boy it's into humor yeah oh yeah so 
again, go through the whole deal and explain. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. Don't want money. This is what's going on. Uh, again, summarizing a couple months later, you know, he decides the next week he's going to take ancestry DNA a couple months later, gets the results and lo and behold, he's daddy, hey, daddy. <laughs> which we had figured at that point, but because by the time we were exchanging pictures, there was like, no, there was no, there was no way he put his, he showed, he sent me his graduation picture from high school, right? Old black and white picture, flat top. You could land a fucking helicopter on, which we put right next to a picture of me at 19 in the army in Germany with a flat top. You could hang you could land a fucking helicopter on. And we're just like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Twins. The only way you could tell who the difference was because one picture was older. Right. So long story short, greatest possible story ever, right? A lot of these things go sideways when this kind of stuff happens. It's been great. It's been amazing. So we start pegging him and his wife. We're like, hey, we've got this cruise booked. You should come with us. And we're like, okay. And he's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I get motion sick. And I'm like, well, now I know where I get it from. I'm like, I'm like, he's comparing it to going fishing on Lake Erie. No, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, much bigger ship made for comfort. You know, you, you, you gotta come. So we underhandedly start sneaking pictures of where we've been on these cruise ships right? to his wife. And she's, you know, she's in Ohio and, like, and she's chomping at the bit. Yeah. She's like, like it's, it's Ohio in January. It's fucking cold. I want to go here, you know? So we convince him, we convince them to, to, to fly down here and jump on a cruise ship with us. Right. So we, we, we hop on the ship, come to find out you were going to be one of the comedians on there. Cause did I y'all, did y'all cruise out of Galveston. Yes. Okay. Always. And so I had reached out to you on, on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, are you happening to be on this ship? And uh, it was the freedom. And, uh, and you're like, I'll see you there. I was like, sweet. This is going to be so great. We're, we're getting back on the ship at Nassau, you're right. In, you probably never noticed. You're right in front of us, getting back on the ship. Oh, okay. Carolyn, how's it going? She's like, you're like, hey, what's going on? And I was telling my dad, it's like, that's her. You're gonna look. And so you get through security. You're waiting to get. You know, more to- than likely, I was just joining the ship. You were just joining the ship. I was because I used to pick up the Freedom in Nassau. Yep, that's exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. And so, and so he comes out of security right there and he actually goes, Hey, I hear, I hear great things. And he looked at me, go buckle up motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He he thought that was the funniest thing ever. This was the one you you probably remember remember that (laughs) it had some really rough seas. The, that was the, that one night was the fucking roughest I've been on in nine yep. cruises. You grabbed a chair, sat down, like, can y'all see me? And everyone's like, yeah, you're like, yes, yes I I'm remember not breaking that. a it hip for this. It. it was so bad. It was bad. The, the one, the one ship, I, the one time I tell them, no, it's going to be fine. And we get rough seas. The last night of the cruise, you know, we're somewhere in the Caribbean and you got to put all this to all this together where all these chances, right? these people convinced my great uncle to put his DNA because they were trying to find their wife, his wife's uh, grandfather convinced my great uncle by some random chance to put in his DNA, go through him, find my dad, 
convince him to come from Ohio to Texas, get on a cruise, and then we're essentially halfway around the world. You get on stage and start talking about the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. There's th- you, you start asking about this because you're talking about how cold it was. And you're like, yeah, you got this place in Michigan called the upper fucking peninsula and two people, me and, and I'm on the side, one guy in the back of the room, we both go, oh yeah. And, and you, you just jumped on like, okay, okay. There's this town, Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. And, and, and I yell out, yeah, I was born there. I remember. So, so you, you're doing this. So you start telling you, and I'm not going to spoil it. If if you're listening to this, go find Caroline shit and look it up online, buy her DVD. You will fucking love it. I start telling this story about this little bitty town that four people on the ship know about. Yep. Is that not provenance or what? I mean, it was fucking crazy. There's no such thing as coincidence. It was crazy. So I'm like, you start telling the story about Sault Ste. Marie. I'm looking at my wife and she's like, holy shit. Listen, and- man, you know, I can't, there's more to the story because we, when, when I got there, I'm like, and that, and I, I say it in my show, I'm like, nobody's coming. Oh yeah. It's too no, 800 <laughs> people show up. And when I'm walking, I'm walking to the, to the, 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 the they had a ballroom set up because it was the casino. Right. And I see these guys walking towards me. They're in yellow overalls and they're carrying helmets, like bike helmets. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the fuck rode a damn Harley in this crap? <laughs> I look out the window, Sean. There's like 75 fucking snowmobiles out there. They all came on snowmobiles. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> that's all there is up there and w- when when i was born up there there wasn't even the casino it was just the air force base the air force yeah, it was, base it gets long, an engine a big engine casino yep. the air force base is long since gone yeah <laughs> it was casino and here we are in the caribbean telling a story about a town where i was conceived he had no idea because mom never told him shit he did not know this was this was dropping a bomb on his lap like hey i'm a 47 year old kid you didn't know you had Look, man I did a show one time in, uh, it's called Minot, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking cold. It's, it's South Dakota. The Dakotas is like, like, you know, Michigan. It's fucking cold. Yep. And first thing I said on stage, I said, oh, so this is Minot, right? They're like, yeah. I said, guess what? I might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Unless a very it's true it's summertime. That is a true now, statement. I will say this. Michigan in the summer and spring is one of the most beautiful states. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when everything is in bloom and, and it's warm, it's it's a gorgeous state. It's beautiful. I mean, the lake is gorgeous. I'm, oh, yeah. You know, and I've, I've, I've been there a couple of times, you know, in, in the spring, in the early spring and, and, and not the summer, but the spring. And it's beautiful. It really is. And um, I was doing a show up there one time. Uh, actually, I was in Saginaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, not Saginaw. I'm sorry. I'm lying. It's, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, I used to go up there all the time. Traverse City? Yeah. Traverse City. <laughs> I was in Travis doing a show. And um, I said something on stage. I said, uh, y'all don't have any Mexican people here, huh? Because I love a taco. <laughs> And a girl in the back of the room said, 
Hello, como esta? I'm like, hey, 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 where are you from? She said, I'm from, she said, I don't know if you know where it's at. She said, I'm from McAllen. I'm like, you from the Valley? She went, yes. I said, meet me after the show. <laughs> Let's have a drink. So, so after the show, I went and she bought me, she brought me, a, it was my last show. I was doing uh, two shows. It was a Saturday night. And it was my last show. She said, hey, can I buy you a drink? I said, yeah, but before that, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> she said, she said, we run, she said, in the Valley, we have, they have a, 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 a fruit producing mm-hmm. uh, plant. And when the, when the cherries are in season, they come up to Michigan oh, yeah. to help pick cherries and, and, and produce them to bring them down to, to Texas. Yep. So she said, Are you looking for tacos? I said, yes. She said, okay, you know where the store is? The, the, I think it was called Tom Thumb or something like that. Yeah. I don't know it's called. She said, behind the store, there's a guy, he's got a truck and he sells homemade tamales and homemade tacos. I'm like, I bless you, woman. God bless <laughs> yeah, yeah. you. Because I used to do a joke about that. I said, I go to the grocery stores no matter what town I'm in. And I can tell that there are Mexicans in town by if I can find two things, tortillas and candles. If I yep. find a, if I find the Virgin of the Guadalupe, there's a Mexican in this town. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone's buying them. Yep, that's very fucking true. Oh, man, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, you wonder why if you're in Texas, why the fuck would you go to Michigan? Yeah, you know, and that happened to me a couple of times. I did a show in Minnesota, okay? And we're, oh, I'm like, it's some little town, godforsaken little town. And I went out that night after the show and we consumed quite a bit of alcohol. So I woke up with a vicious hangover. And when you have a hangover like that, you want grease. Okay, yep. that's, you know, don't give me anything. I don't want fruit. I want grease. Yep. And all I could think of was, man, a breakfast taco with some chorizo and eggs. Hell yes. Uh, of course, I'm in Minnesota. There's like no, no one. Okay. What's chorizo? I'm the brownest person there. Because <laughs> I, I have my, my tan. So I walk out to go to get some coffee downstairs and get some out of my truck. And I walk down and I'm like, do I smell, I smell taco. I smell chorizo and eggs. I'm like, okay, you hung over, you hallucinating. <laughs> Just go get, go. So I go to my truck and part right next to me is like a, a workers type truck uh, construction. Yeah. And he's got Texas tags. I'm like, fuck, I smell chorizo and eggs. <laughs> so, when I came back in, this guy walks out and I looked at him. I said, dude, you had that Texas truck? He said, yeah, we here working on the Walmart across the street. I said, are you cooking? He said, yeah, we cooking potato and eggs and chorizo and eggs. And he said, you want a taco? I went, yes, <laughs> I'll pay you for it. He's like, no. He said, where are you from? I said, Houston. He said, what the hell are you doing here? I said, I did a comedy show last night. He's like, shit, I wish we would have known. So that's my, that's, I will look for a taco somewhere, man. Oh, hell yes. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm sorry. I know people up there love Bob Evans, but that's useless to me. No, 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 no. (laughs) There's no grits. (laughs) None of the shit I like. You're right, though. They do do die over their Bob Evans. Let me tell you. It's, it's, and I do this in my family show. The saddest sign I ever saw was outside of Dayton, Ohio. It says, this is the last 
Waffle House. I'm like, like forever? What do you mean the last Waffle House? How is that possible? Because once you pass Dayton, it's Perkins and Bob Evans. Yep. And I'm like, who, who are these people? Evan, and why don't they have grits? What is it? It's that. that. <laughs> it's that. It's that regional chain bullshit. That's like you know, growing up in Michigan, I. I I, I got a money-making scheme that are guaranteed to make money. That's really easy. Someone go franchise and put a fucking white castle right outside Fort hood. Oh yeah. yeah they people think it's just that fucking, you know, Harold and Kumar moving. No white cat. And you want to talk grease and hangover cure. Well, yeah, but white that's... castle is like Jack in the box tacos. Yeah. You only eat that when you drunk. Yep. Okay, or unless you cause... live in Texas and can't get any. <laughs> yeah. But you know, cause I've had a White Castle when I'm not hungover, and I'm like, okay, I need to be hungover because yeah. it's not what it tasted like the last time. And you always pay for it later. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, the 99 cents tacos from Jack in the Box. If you they're ever even, eat that, oh, yeah. they're horrible. They're, they're horrible. They're not even real freaking meat. I don't know what that shit is. I don't know what's is. it, but at 2 o'clock in the morning, when you've been drinking after a comedy show, it's you're, you're fucking gold. Dying for it. And they're not even 99 cents anymore. I remember one time I came back. It was about three o'clock in the morning, man. I drove. I needed some tacos, and I had like I had like three bucks on me. I'm like, okay, two ninety nine cents tacos is a dollar eight. I got this. So I ordered my tacos. I paid for them. I get back to my apartment, and I was living in Galveston at the time. I get back to my apartment. I grabbed me some water. Sat in my chair. You know, put my 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 comfy clothes on. I, I reached in the bag and I went, oh, I got the wrong order. I got four tacos. Yes. <laughs> you got the hallelujah chorus playing in the background. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got your order, but thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Well, let's talk some shit about discourteous people. Your favorite people on the planet. Oh, man. 29 years in comedy. I've seen my share. So, and, uh, and working on ships. I'll lean into one. And we talked about this the first time we met because I, and I wish I could remember the guy's name. It kind of pisses me off because he was great. First cruise we went on, you know, we got there early. We're sitting in like the third row and, and the guy's up there and he's killing it. He's just cracking everybody up. He's getting ready to come off stage. And, uh, and I thought for a minute, I thought it was part of his act, but he starts railing on this woman. And I say woman, probably 20 year old in the front row who's been on her fucking phone in the front row the whole damn show it's not tommy drake I, it was tommy drake it was thank you thank you now, see now i can write that down and look up his shit because he it was, was tommy drake because I, I was working with him yep because i because i saw you the next day in in, in the in the lido buffet Actually, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah," and he he went off on this on this woman. I thought it was part of his act at first, but she was. And you're like, "No, he was fucking pissed." Yeah, it was Tommy. I was I was standing in the back of the room. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, and I, I think we were on the dream, either the dream or the magic. Magic. You're on the mat. We're on the magic. Magic. Because the the whole story behind our cruise is go. We were supposed to be on because Stephanie was afraid. She's afraid of water, right? And so I had coaxed her into going on this cruise and we we were originally going to do just the four day out of galveston that goes to cosmo and back get her excited get the countdown nine days away what happens the infamous poop cruise 
We were supposed to be on that ship. Oh, you were supposed days, to be on the Triumph. Nine okay, days Okay, when you saw that. me on the Magic. Yeah, because I, when. That was, my, that was my first cruise. Shut That's up. First, that was my first cruise. That See, was we, April, April 11th. It was. It absolutely yeah. was because we we like rebooked and and turned a four day cruise with a yeah. balcony and room. I picked, up, I picked up magic. Me and Tommy picked it up. Uh, I want to say in Belize. Yep. No. Picked y'all up. Cayman. Cayman. It was in the Cayman, Cayman Islands. Yep. That was my first time in Cayman, and uh, that was my first cruise. That's the That's, first time I worked I a cruise ship. That. That's fucking. I was scared funny. to death, dude. Scared to death. Couldn't tell. It looked like you've been doing it forever. We were, we were dying. Yeah. And, and, and I just started thinking about like, if you're, if you're going to go see us, number one, you're on a fucking cruise ship. Yeah. One of the best parts of that vacation is disconnecting from fucking everything. Yes. And call me a cheap ass. I, I don't pay for the internet plan. I don't pay for the cell service. The fucking ship leaves Gallus and my shit goes on airplane mode till we get back. Yeah. But, you know, and, and uh, I, 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 we used to do uh, uh, crew shows, uh, comedy shows for the crew only. Oh, wow. Like at midnight, when, when, you know, when everything shut down, right. then they could come out. We'd, do, we'd go in the main theater and do shows for the crew. And we did, <laughs> I used to say there's a reason they don't put comics or Americans in guest services. There's a reason. <laughs> the words bitch shut the fuck up and come out of my mouth on a regular basis oh you don't want to pay you don't want to leave any tips get the fuck out of here we're gonna charge you double right <laughs> okay you don't want to tip your steward okay now you're paying double how about yep. that i got your credit card motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's fucking right i just i just couldn't believe that this chick had the fucking audacity in the back of the room even then it's not cool, but they don't think the- that it, 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 these are kids. They don't, they're clueless as to, as to any type of manners. Yeah. It- okay. I mean, and I've had them in my show. They come to my adult show. And first of all, if you come, if, if you come to any of my adult shows, you're not going to, and, and you're 20 something years old, you're not going to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> That's probably okay, you, true. You, I have lost you from the time I open my mouth because I'm talking about shit that happened long to your mom and daddy and your grandma and grandpa. Yep. It's like I say, yeah, mama did blowjobs. Get over it. All right. <laughs> How do you think she, you got here? <laughs> if you, if she's got a lot of jewelry, yeah, you can bet on it. <laughs> so, and I've had these kids come up to me after shows because I'm standing out there shaking hands, taking pictures, doing you're not funny. I'm like, you're an idiot. Get out. I, I mean, I told him that. You're 10. Get the, why were you in my show anyway? Why did you come? Did you? Why do you go to a comedy show? You're 20-something years old. You're not going to understand anything. Okay? I don't talk about pop culture. I don't care about your needs. I really fucking don't. <laughs> I am not your parent. I'm the comedian. It's not my job to care about you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The, the the balls of these people like i actually we went to eat i don't know a while back went to went to a johnny carino's right because i like their yeah. italian's good stuff we're sitting there eating and i'm kid you not and I, I guarantee you've seen this there's this chick at the bar having a full-on 
video FaceTime conversation on fucking speakerphone in the restaurant while she's eating. Like she's got the phone propped up. And she's like, yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm, and everybody can hear it. I'm like, I'm just like, why? Fucking I, I why? used to, I used, they used to drive me crazy in airports. Okay. Oh, I don't want to hear your conversation, man. I'd have to get up. I like, I'm going to go sit up there. Cause I already know who your best friend is screwing around with. I don't, <laughs> I don't need any more information. Okay, I got a lot of shit to remember in my head, and I don't need you part of it. Okay, <laughs> or oh, and that drives me crazy. Oh, you know, and people that don't it, it, in the grocery stores, it, it, it that's where most people are. now since the whole Corona, whatever the fuck this is, hit. Um, I used to go to Walmart all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I just I just stay away from Walmart and I go to my my local store here. Uh, it's called, I go to Randall's. That's where yep. I go. It's a little bit more expensive, but the people that go in there, it's older people. Yep. And the, they, uh, their checkout people are great. They're, they're very good. They're, you know, it's some older, some, even the young kids that work there are very gracious. They're very, they're very respectful. You know, if you need help, they, they don't walk away from you. They'll help yeah. you. And, um, but Walmart has got to be the worst for rude people. It's got to be the worst for rude people. Well, there's and, a website called People of Walmart for a reason, right? Yeah, and it's it's like when it, this first started, and it was social distancing. I remember being at Randall's one morning, and I think I I put it on Facebook, you know, and somebody sent me a T-shirt that says "Back the fuck up," you know. I told <laughs> this woman, I'm at I'm at the produce area, and I'm I'm going to pick up something that I wanted, and she is like on my shoulder, okay, and I I turned around and said. Can you back the fuck up? <laughs> and even if we're not social distancing, can you back the fuck up? I'm going to move, okay? I just want to get my onions. That's all I want. <laughs> and she looked at me like, I, you know, I kicked the dog. But I'm like, bitch, move. And what I wanted to say was, you don't shop here a lot, do you? You evidently want Walmart. Go over there. <laughs> Love it. Get get your shit and get out. <laughs> take, yeah. take your ass to fucking Walmart. Then, then one day when when the whole mask thing started, right? Well, I don't put my mask on until that fucking door opens. Sure. You know, I'm breathing air until I get to the door. Yeah. Well, I get out my car, lock up the car. I have my mat, my purse, and my mask, and I'm walking in the parking lot. Okay. With this woman who's probably about my age, and she's got her mask on, but I could tell from the gray hair <laughs> and the wrinkles around the eyes, right? She wasn't young. Well, she shoots me some eyes and points to her mask, and I looked at her. I said, "You really want to do this?" And she stopped. I said, "No, you really." I said, "We're about the same age." I said, "But I'm just looking at you." I'm betting my bones are less brittle than your fucking bones. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she say to that? She just kept walking. I'm like, bitch, I will jump you. <laughs> if you go, if you're gonna give me a lecture on wearing a mask, I'm not the woman you want to fuck with. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I haven't been on stage in four months and I'm a little antsy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so oh, man. But people are just and and this 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 whole this whole year has been about rudeness. This whole year, yeah. You know, I, 
I had I had one person actually tell me on Facebook, you want to kill your mother? I went, too late, dude. She's been dead for two years. So was, I said, I'm not killing anybody in my family because they're all fucking dead. My aunts, my uncles, my mom, my dad, my parents. My, <laughs> I haven't seen my brother in a year and a half because he lives 250 miles away from me. You know, and he he's he's got some he's he's got you know he had open heart surgery years ago and oh. you know and he this is my brother I don't go outside because I hate people that's my brother okay <laughs> and so you, you can't tell me that I'm gonna kill people in my family because I'm 69 they're all fucking gone <laughs> and that's, that's what that's what pissed me you you want to hurt people you you believe this piece of face cloth helps really but you know what i'll dance the dance because i have to get my groceries yep <laughs> and uh, my brother and i've been talking about this since it started because it never made sense I, you know i'm like if this is such a bad thing how come homeless people drug addicts prostitutes everybody how come they're not falling dead on the street how come right. i want to know we should have thousands of bodies on the street with homeless people because they are not i'm pretty certain they're not clorox in the tent <laughs> well, I was I was wondering, you know, that up here and, and Austin's fucking horrible for this, by the way, if you haven't heard all the stories lately. I've heard some horror stories from friends of mine who who have gone to Austin that like you wouldn't believe it. City Council is is oh my god, won't even get there. But uh like you know, they they've got the people on the corner and they got their little windshield washer right now. I have one question. Number one, I don't want you doing my windshield because no. I don't know where the fuck you got that water. Exactly. I'm pretty sure it's your urine. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's their fucking pee. Yeah. So, so, but no, I don't want that shit. But I think I think you hit the nail. I mean, the fucking year of rude people. I mean, just yeah. base basic manners. Like, I did a I did a whole podcast about how annoying trips to the grocery store are, and one of my work one of the things that drives me fucking nuts. And I raise my kids, and I fucking just beat in their head i'm like look when i was little or when my mom was little you got your cart you took your shit to your car and you took your cart back inside the yep. grocery store and you put it back exactly now it gets worse right then people are like oh i'm not i'm not gonna go take it back so the grocery stores adapt and they put in the cart corrals now we're so fucking lazy uh -huh. you can't even put the carts in the fucking cart corral yeah what the yeah, fuck is that? I, mean, I do it every time. And yeah. like I went day before yesterday and I, I loaded my, my groceries in my in my car and I turned around. The kid was he was collecting the, the carts. I said, hey, dude, wait, you know, I'm coming. He's like, oh, thank you. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you look like the fucking weirdo to him. Like, really? Wow. Wow. You know, I, why is she doing this? It scared me. But, yeah. you know, it's it's. This whole year has made me see people that I thought I knew. And I'm like, you kidding me, right? You that big of a pussy? I didn't know that. <laughs> I kind of figured it, but now you proved it to me. <laughs> there you go. The proof is out. And and I have I, I can't believe how these people in my age group, I'm a baby boomer, I'm 69. And everybody I know my age, none of us are afraid of this. Because we live by the rule, if it's my time, it's my time. Right. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, if if you look at the the, the symptoms my mom died of, 
it's the symptoms of COVID. She, right. she caught a cold. Okay. She was 88. She was already going downhill. She had huge carbon, uh, whatever they call that. She had, mm-hmm. she had underlying conditions. Mom was 88. Her, what these kids don't get is that the older you get the insides of your body, they rot away, man. They, they, yeah. They're not what they are when they're 25. So mama was already going downhill. And so when she caught the cold and she got a, a urinary tract infection, a UTI, my sister brought her to, to the hospital and then she caught pneumonia. Well, that was it. Yeah. I mean, my sister, contacted, I was on the dream out of New Orleans mm-hmm. and she contacted, and we were coming back. She said, are you where you can get here? And I said, yeah, because from where my mom lives from New Orleans is two and a half, two hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, because it's, it's, it's the end. Uh, a hospice said, gave her the option to go to hospice at home and she could barely talk, but she looked at my sister and said home. So my sister took a home. And um, I contacted my first cousin, my mom's um, sister who passed away a few years ago, um, Angela. And I said, hey, she said, I, she said, I know. I said, can you pick me up in New Orleans? She said, I'll, I said, I'll be here, you know, tomorrow morning. So I got permission from the ship to get off at the 630 instead of waiting for normal immigration, right. 630 in the morning. They got me off. They walked me through. They were so great. They were like, come on, let's go. And um, picked me up, drove me home. And, you know, we sat there and just waited. She was unconscious when I got there. And, and but so I've seen death. I've seen, and not just with my mom, but my grandmother, my yeah. uncles, you know, these kids haven't seen it, you know? And, and like I said, the, the, the with people who have died from Corona, the symptoms are the same. You get pneumonia, you, you know, you, you, your lungs fill up, but there's always underlying conditions. Yep. All right. So, but so many kids, and when I say kids, I'm talking like 22, 23, and then 40 year olds, they're terrified of ever going out again without a mask. Oh yeah. So when, you know, when the vaccine hits and they go, okay, we're in full herd, herd immunity, which I knew that was coming soon. And now they're saying April or May. It's like, really, yeah. the election's over. So let's let it go <laughs> six more months so it don't look too, you know, too yeah. wookity. And so when we go into f- to full herd immunity, masks come off, we back, you know, they're, you know, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. They, this thing did its job. It scared people to death. Yep. And, yeah, and absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I look, I got, I they like, do you believe in the vaccine? Nope, but I believe in work. And if I can go to work, give me that son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, come on. Two times. Hit me again. Let's go. Yep. So, but, and, and I, I'm like, what, what, what is the rest of your life going to look like? Are you going to be terrified every time a virus comes out? Are you going to be terrified every time a flu comes out? You know? Yeah, they're going to be. You know they, they're going to be. So that tells me that they're going to end this. And then in 10 years, they're going to bring it back. Oh, yeah. Because now the 20-year-olds are 30-year-olds, and they can they know they can control. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They know that, they can be controlled. That was one of the first things I said when it all came about. I mean, all, all this shit's going on with the lockdowns and everything else. 
it's it's setting some very fucking dangerous precedents. Not for now, but for the future. Yes. Well, okay. because they're going to be able to go, well, we did it back then, so it's okay to do again. Yeah. And we learn from that so we can take it to the next level in order to right. make and have everyone's okay. Yeah. 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 No. So, that, and that's what scares me more than anything else. Well, by that time, I'll be, I'll, I'll be drinking good crown. So, <laughs> that's there. That and, is some good crown. Yeah. And... But I, I, I never thought we, as a country, we, as a world, I never thought this could happen. Because, you know, when it, when it came out that about the stories about the Hong Kong flu back in 68, 69, mm-hmm. and it was a pandemic. I called my brother up and said, do you remember that? He said, yeah, I kind of remember them talking about it. I was a junior in high school in 68 and a senior in 69. And, and I'm like, I don't even remember that we had a pandemic. Right. I have no memory of it. And especially in 69 when I was a senior, <laughs> I could have cared less. Oh, it's a flu. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Move on. Let's go. So now they know they can control people. Mm-hmm. Now they know. And I don't know if you heard the uh, conversation between Rand Paul and Fauci today. I did not. But but Fauci is, he's eating his lunch. He's like, so the, the double mask, and you're telling us that we're probably going to have to wear a mask up until 2022. And he's like, well, you know, and Fauci, it, he flip-flops so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, at first he didn't, he, when it first came out, he was saying masks didn't work. They didn't help. Yeah. And then now it's where to. Yeah. Please wear to. No. And it's coming out that what, what, what Trump had talked about the HCQ, the hydrochloroquine and all that, it would have worked. Now they're going, yeah, it, it probably would work. Yeah. Hey. But six months ago, he was crazy. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, and again, it goes back to what we were talking about before we started recording, but where people will believe whatever they want to believe in there. Exactly. And they're going to be able to go online. Try to explain it to them, Sean. They jump your shit. They're yep. rude about it. Yep. You know, no, you don't know. What are you, a doctor? I, I, I told one lady, I said, I'm as much a doctor as you are. I said, you're telling me. And I said, you're copying and pasting all this information to show me your charts and, and all this. And I said, this is not you. You're not a doctor. You didn't divide. You, you're going to get it to show me up. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Instead of listening to me, you just want to prove me wrong. Because, and, and I wanted, and I asked, I said, so where's your medical degree from? Well, I'm not a doctor. Well, I'm not either. But I said, I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm trying to have a discussion. Just talk. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with fucking talking to everybody. No. That's, that, that's the, again, we said this before we started recording. Just have a conversation. It, you, you don't have to agree on shit. You can talk about stuff and you might just fucking learn something. Exactly. And you know, I, I, that's why I don't, if you notice, I don't post a lot of articles unless I've really researched it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. because it's all clickbait, you know, it's like, oh, they yeah. want you to click, yeah, so I'm careful. And it's like this afternoon, I put somebody needs to tell Papa Joe, he's the president. Cause I, I heard him say president Harris. I'm like, <laughs> does he know he's the president? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I sure, I mean, the one thing that had to have happened over the last nine years between Trump and everything and, and now Biden is you've got to have some comedy gold. You're just waiting to spew. It's like I, I told my brother, I said, President Trump was the daddy that always told you no. <laughs> That's okay. A good point. <laughs> okay. President Trump, he said no. Can I do no? He told the world. He told world leaders no. And Papa Joe, he's the grandpa that says, go ahead, eat some candy. <laughs> Not gonna hurt you. <laughs> oh my God. And so Bernie true. Sanders, that's a drunk uncle that comes to the damn family reunion every year with a dollar in his hand going, here you go. <laughs> Here's your dollar. Have fun yeah. with it. And Nancy Pelosi is my daddy's sister, Annie, who I fucking hated. And that bitch is just like her. <laughs> a condescending <laughs> old hag. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see the interview where she said she fed America? Yeah, kiss my ass. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have some of these people talk to real people. Like, put me in the town hall. And I, 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 I'd simply go, so you really think I'm believing this? You honestly believe what you're telling me? That's okay? the problem. That's you the wear problem a pair is they 5, honestly 000, do believe it. $5,000 Prada shoes, and you're going to try to make me believe you care about me? No. Or even understand a tenth of what we're going no. through? No, but that that's where the problem comes in is they really do believe it. And then I, I guarantee she really does think she feeds America with the whole stimulus, the first one or whatever. Well, it was. if she's going to feed me, I'm going to a house. I want some of that $12 gallon ice cream. She's eating. Hell yes. Hell yes. Give yeah. me some. And that's like, what's her name? Uh, Cortez AOC. She needs to shut up. <laughs> she just needs to shut up. Somebody needs to put her in a corner and say, you in timeout go. Okay. <laughs> Because she's from New York, and, and that's what kills me. I have a lot of friends, a lot of com comedy friends from New York City and some from L.A., okay? And especially my friends in New York, they've always been raised in the city. They don't drive. They very, very seldom drive. Everything is right there, Yep. okay? So they try to decide what's good for Texas from New York. I'm like, have you ever been to Texas? Well, no, well, then shut up. See, you can't talk about it. And now... My whole thing with oil and gas, you ever work oil and gas? No. Okay, this is what you do. You go find somebody you know that worked oil and gas, and they can explain it to you. Because yeah. if you don't know who OPEC is and you don't know what they do, then you cannot have this discussion. Ain't that the truth? Okay. Ain't, see, and how many how many 20-year-olds would, would even know what OPEC is? They right have now? no idea. I, I, I know 40-year-olds that don't know who OPEC is. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. In, in, in 50 days... Our new president has pissed off the Saudi Arabians. He's pissed off Putin. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? I read that today. That was fucking funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you, you're pissing off, and, and, and North Korea just don't even want to talk to him. Oh, God, no. You oh, know, God, the, no. Uh, Kim Jong-il's sister just threatened the U.S. by saying, you know, don't don't do the war games because South Korea and the U.S. do war games. Yep. Every year. She's like, don't do that. I'm like, OK, wait a minute. You you pissing off. It, 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 it was so funny because 
when that whole thing went down in Saudi with that guy that got killed. The reporter? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, I've worked with Saudis in the oil industry. All right. These are not nice people. <laughs> all right. Yep. Bottom line. When they would come in for the all technology show, these sheiks would come in from Riyadh and Dubai and come to our offices because King Wilkinson, the company I worked for back then, we were an international company and the main office was in The Hague in, 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 in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And I worked in the Houston office and I was I managed the word processing department. OK, but for those of you who don't know what that is, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few. And we worked on something called the Ethernet back in the good old days when we invented fire. And <laughs> so they would come in and they'd, they'd have to go to, uh, well, they call it HR now. Back then they called it personnel because yep. they treated us not as a resource. They treated us as personnel. So, <laughs> so they would have to go and get orientation on how to speak to the women that had management positions. Oh yeah. Okay. They had to tell these sheiks, look here, you in the U S we have ladies that are in management. So you don't treat them. You speak to them, which Saudi men do not speak to women. They'll, they, I don't, my, cause my boss went to Riyadh with her son at the time who was two years old and she went to buy something. And they spoke to the two-year-old. They wouldn't look at her. Yep. She could answer for him. That's the culture. Yep. Okay. So, and they do some, some really strange things. And one of my friends who we were talking, and she worked at the same company I worked for back then. And I said, what do you think? And she said, what do you think? I said, oh, they killed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. And I said, I said, and then later they caught the guys that the guys that supposedly did it. Yeah. And said that the Saudi Arabians said, we'll take care of it, which meant that the boys are going to have to go to Paris for about three years before they are allowed back. <laughs> Fully funded. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's their culture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I was, you talk about rude. These are rude people when it comes to women. I was at, at my mom's house one time. They were watching the, uh, the, it was the amazing race. Mm -hmm. And one of the th things they were, they went to Riyadh, they were, where they had to go for the next clue, they were going to Saudi Arabia, where the plane lands and they get out and the women get out and they have shorts on. And I'm like, they are not in Saudi Arabia. This is on a sound lot somewhere in LA. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my mom's like, they'd have got arrested. I, my mom's like, how do you know that? I said, because there is no way they're going to allow these women to walk around in short sleeve shirts, no hoods and, and shorts. It's not going to happen. Because yeah. when we went to wait and we rode from the airport to the base, to Arab John, and it was during um, uh, Ramadan. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. Okay. And they told us, they told, there was, I was with another female comic that said, put on. I had, I had this shirt. He said, put on your shirt, put your sleeves all the way down to here. You, you can't show bare arms until we get you on base. It was a hundred and fucking 15 degrees outside. <laughs> I said, well, you better get best get me in that air conditioned van. <laughs> Fast. Quick. 
So, yeah, it's it's a different culture. It really Middle is. East is it's, it's completely different. And rudeness is their nature. That's that's just who they are. But the U.S., we have become this year. I've I've never seen so many discourteous people. It's amazing. Well, and it's even just the the basic shit. Not not uh, not holding the door open for the person that's coming in right. behind you, yeah. or or holding it open. You see someone's getting ready to come out, so you let it go, and it practically slaps them in the fucking face. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's the it's the basic basic shit. Um, now, I don't know what it's like in Austin, but the area I live in, League City, um, people here are pretty courteous to each other. I think it's Texas a, in general yeah. is, is far better than just about anywhere else I've ever been. Yeah. You know, it, uh, it's, still, it's still got a few things in there. I mean, like the, the couple the things that irritate me the most now with, with discourteous people, I've done a couple episodes, like, like number one, the shitty fucking drivers. Yeah, love of God. Nothing makes you say what the hell quicker than than an idiot driver, and yeah. there's a bunch of them. Oh yeah, um, people that don't clean up after their dogs. That drives me crazy, because I used to have a pup, mm-hmm. and you know, um, you just get. I mean, especially if you live in an apartment complex. Exactly. Okay, come on, really, seriously. And somebody, what kills me is some of these people in apartments. Look, man, my little dog, she was a little bitty dog. She maybe weighed 15 pounds, okay? She was a little pick a poop. Sassy was this fucking big, okay? I see people up here, they got Dobermans, uh, Shepherds. I'm like, holy crap. And this is not, you know when this dog takes a poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's and a sizable can, piece of shit. I can see it. Uh, but for the most part, they, they have bags everywhere where these people can pick up and throw it away yeah and when they don't even bother to use the fucking bags yeah i'll use i'll use my little sound effect machine you're walking across you see the street and then you walk up on some poop and all of a sudden yeah fuck (laughs) or god forbid if you step in it yeah or you don't you don't pay attention and that happens to me one night i get back i went through my walk right and for me to get to the to the area where i walk around the marina i have to go down the little hilly grass that's right there. Mm-hmm. Well, I come back and I don't know if I got it going down or coming back up. I get in my apartment and took, took my, my tennis shoes off, put them by the door, which thank God, because there's no carpet right there by the door. And I'm sitting in my chair going, what the? And I know that smell. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Instantly. I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, uh-uh, no. I flip my shoe over. I'm like, son of a bitch. Bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I could find the DNA of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get that one. I, I mean, you know, you, 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 it's, it's fucking, well, that, see, that's the problem. It's not common, common sense. Cause it's uncommon, but it should be common fucking courtesy. Well, watch this. This happened two years ago. Uh, it's only happened a couple of times where, uh, American, I flew back American from a ship, right? Mm-hmm. And they lost my and my luggage didn't make it with me. Oh shit! Okay, so I I go to the desk and I fill out the paperwork and they said and it was at it was at uh, Houston Hobby, the small airport, mm-hmm. and they're really good about it. It's like oh, just fill this out, we'll get it done for you, and we'll deliver it, we'll we'll bring it to you. Yep. And they've done that, 
you know, they just come say I'm here and whatever. Well, the next day, where's my luggage? Because normally they do it the next day. It comes in yeah. on the next flight. Yeah. Because they said they checked. It was on the, the Delta flight coming in at like at one in the morning. I said, you know what? I'm just going to, this is like nine at night. I said, I'm just going to go home. No, it was American flight. And uh, she said, oh, we'll deliver it to you. No problem. Well, next day I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, nothing. I'm like, that's odd. So I called the airport. She said, oh, we delivered it. I said, well, it's not at my house. She said, it was delivered and signed for. I'm like, who the fuck has my luggage? Then I thought about it. Of course, this was after hours now. Mm-hmm. The next morning, I called the office, the management office here on the complex. I said, uh, did do you happen to get some luggage delivered to you? Oh, yes, ma'am. It's right here. I got, I got, I go to the office and I'm like, can I have my luggage? Oh, are you Caroline? No, I'm Fred. <laughs> I said, yes, that's my, pe-. I said, how long has this been here? Well, they delivered it, and we saw. I said, "Did you not think to call me?" I said, "Because right there on the little tag, look what it says. Got my address and phone number on the little tag." <laughs> Does the address look familiar? It's right fucking here. Yeah, <laughs> the th- I'm in eight twenty two. She said, "Well, you don't have to be so rude." I said, "Let me explain something to you. You haven't seen rude yet." I said, "You'll know when I'm rude." I said. And she said, well, you're just being rude. No, no, let me repeat. I'm not being rude. Rude is when I call upper management and get your ass fired. That's rude. And she was like, I said, give me my damn luggage. <laughs> and and even with this, this whole, when, when we lost power. Oh, God. And I'm looking at the garage next door to me. And they have lights, and the other complex part has lights. Yep. I'm like, what's going and, on? And Next the fucking morning, tennis courts. You know, tennis courts, they all have lights. I called the office and said, and I talked to one of the maintenance guys. I said, are all the breakers for the complex working? Oh, it's not that. But you're like, the sconces on the fucking garages that They're, are 14 feet away. Right. They have on. lights. But you telling me that building eight, nine, ten, we have no lights. Maybe it's the breaker that manages this side of the complex. No, that's not it. Fine. I'm going to a hotel. I'm tired of freezing. So me and my buddy who lives in uh, on the other side of the complex in building 10, we pack our shit up and go to, we, we were going to try Galveston, but they didn't have water. So we came back and went to the Hilton about five miles from us. Because we just wanted to be warm and a bath. I wanted a bath and I wanted to be warm. And I wanted some hot food. Next day, I come back. And our lights are on. Power's back. Okay. And uh, I came back to my house and did what I needed to do to get, you know, back. I took the food out of the ice chest, put it back in the freezer and stuff because we had ice stuff down. Right. Next That afternoon, our... Not that afternoon, afternoon later. It it went from like fucking Michigan, 21 degrees 
And two days later, it's 70 degrees outside. Yep, so, it was. You know, I'm outside walking and I meet up with a couple other people in the complex. And one of the ladies I know. And I said, so did y'all, you know, when, when did we finally get power back? I said, because we ended up going to a hotel. She said, oh, they can't. And she said, I was getting ready to leave to go to my sister's Thursday night. And at 830, the power came back on. I said, well, what, what did they, they say what it was? Yeah, it was a breaker. Oh, I would have lost my shit. I said, so you're telling me. Oh my God. He should, and, and the guy said, oh, yeah. I chewed her ass out. Because the guy from Texas, New Mexico Power came and said the breaker needed to be flipped. Oh, and we, we would have had power Tuesday night. Not Thursday night, Tuesday night. And so I, I said, you know what? I'm just, I have one year left on this lease and I'm out of here. I can't even and imagine. I don't know if some of the other people talk to them or talk to man, but, and we're getting ready to be taken over by a new management company. That's why I didn't say, we didn't, I didn't, I'm like, fucking, I don't care. Right. And two days later, I left, you know, after I took my, my shot on the 25th, two days later, I was on the road, we went to Florida for five days. So, you know, like. Actually, whatever, I, I did a whole episode ranting about ERCOT and that whole fucking situation. And I talked about you without saying who you were. Cause I saw the video yeah. where you were in your car trying to stay warm and the garages yeah. were on and all that. I'm like, how is that even fucking okay? Yeah, it's not. And, and, he, and I even went so far as I'm like, look, the story is going to come out, right? We, we had the fucking cold snap in 2011. They did mm -hmm. an investigation back then. Okay. Yeah. They made recommendations. Now, from what I'm hearing, none of that shit was implemented. Nope. Not a fucking one of them. None of this technology is so fucking new that you don't know how to maintain or winterize it. Thank you. Right. And you can't give me the excuse like, well, we didn't do it because we didn't think it was ever going to happen. And I literally on the episode, I was like, look, motherfucker, you don't hear about cruise ships sinking that fucking often. Matter of fact, when was the last time you heard, don't count that Casa Concordia shit? I said, but you know what the cruise ships have? More than enough life preservers for every fucking buddy on board. And these things called lifeboats and they do training on them. And I've seen them lower them into the fucking bay in a port and they're practicing it just in case it ever fucking happens. Exactly. So they're prepped for the fucking emergency they hope it never happens but they're ready for it you fuckers did nothing and we all know why money same thing happened for katrina profitability same thing happened with katrina yep. in 1998 the corps of engineers the state of louisiana got 63 million dollars to upgrade the levees yep nobody knows what happened to that money poof Gone. I said, I said, go to Grand Isle. I'm sure you can find a nice camp. That's where it went. Okay. Find out who's driving good cars. Find out. Because those levees should have been upgraded. Those canals, the pumps should have been upgraded. They still haven't upgraded those pumps. And every time it rains in New Orleans, it floods. There's no fucking reason. It's that one of the most corrupt cities. You know, I made the comment. I've said it before. New Orleans was a great city. When the mafia ran it, when the mafia ran New Orleans, it was a great city. 
Sure, they killed your yep. brother-in-law, but they took care of the family. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, didn't mean my to kill God. Him, but he ratted on us, but we'll take care of your kids. They go on to college. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, we've been going at this almost an hour. So I'm not going to keep you. Dude, I, you know, I can do this all night long. When I, oh, I when I get a conversation with another human being that's not actually on Facebook, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm loving this. I absolutely love it. And you know, I love you anyway. So shit. But yeah, uh, I mean, you know, people are like, I remember I did a show. I did one show. Uh, I guess, it, it, and I, I, I'm getting ready to do a show in April. I haven't been on stage since November and I see all these comments go, I'm going to knock the rust off. I'm like, no, no, there's no rust here. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> right. I said, now I may ramble for the first half hour and go in three different directions, but just keep up with me. It's all going to make sense. Come to the end, you know, and, and pretty much everything I talk about in my, my uh, other shows, it's happening right the fuck now. Oh yes. It's, it's, ha- you know, not but kids are scared. They're they're you know they they're terrified. You hurt you you know I like that one bit. You hurt my feelings. I meant to. Okay, deal with Go it. Up. Deal with it. But they're not dealing with it. No, they're not. Yeah, this they whole can't. cancel culture is stupid. Oh, that's an understatement. It, it's stupid. Oh, you said this twenty. Thank God that we didn't have Facebook and Twitter when I was a kid. Holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> man. Oof. I wouldn't have a career. <laughs> Cancel the, shit I said. the root cause. And I know you'll agree with me, but the, the root cause of cancel culture is participation fucking trophies. Yes. Yes. I, I have friends right now in comedy that are praying. They're not on tape saying something I'm like, man, I don't want to do it. Cause back 25 years ago, you'd go in a comedy club and get a bunch of comedians together, drinking and talking. Shit was sad. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Shit was sad. And, you know, they, I know guys are going, I hope none of this shit was filmed, man. Cause, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, when, you know, when you look at fucking uh, all the shit that goes on where, you know, they try to fire uh, the one director for tweets he did 10 years ago. Well, they just fired the ma- uh, one of the management uh, editor in chief of Teen Vogue, who is now in her 20s, late, late 20s. For something she said when she was a teenager. What the fuck? And she said, I, it, she said, I apologize. I, I was a teenager. I was a stupid kid. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's funny because I said, well, I don't know. I wouldn't mind having cancel culture come after me. At least I get some publicity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because the kid, they, that, that musician they went after, Morgan, the country star or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, where they dropped that. all of his albums. He's selling more now personally than he was on iTunes and Amazon and Apple. and Which and means he make. should be making more money, too, because yeah. you know how yeah. much of a cut those guys take. Exactly. So he's like, oh, I don't know, I'm good. I'm sorry, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> So what you got a show? I know I saw something. You got a show coming up in April in Houston. I do. Uh, I'm doing Corpus Christi. Corpus. Corpus. Uh, we'll I'm plug it here. Uh, it's called uh, Place. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I can't remember. Comedy Live or something like that. And then uh, April 22nd, I'm doing a show with uh, Juan Villarreal. 
Uh, we're doing a show at a place called Sugar's Cajun Restaurant. And that's and the one that's in? That's in Missouri City, right nice. here. So, and I just picked up a show that I'm going to be doing in Tampa Ooh. at the Tampa Zoo that they contacted me for. The guy that that is in head of entertainment used to be inter- head of entertainment for Carnival. Oh, okay. So, and it, it's a benefit that they're doing to raise money for the zoo. And it's called uh, Comedy for Conservatives. And he knows my he knows my political <laughs> standing. So he contacted me and uh, I said, yeah, that's my people. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's going to be awesome. And then I talked to a friend of mine that used to live in uh, uh, Gainesville above Dallas. And him and his wife retired in Winter Haven, Florida. And there's a, a hole in the wall. There's this place they go called Tanner's. And they're trying to get me to go do a show there in Winter Haven. He said, you can stay with us. We're good. And um, so I may be doing that. And I'm starting to pick up gigs here and there. But, you know, I get my Social Security now. So anything I do, for me, it's like what, what Cajuns call lanyap. It's just extra. Right. And so if I pick up a $400 gig, and I pick up three four hundred dollar gigs, and you tie that in with my Social Security. I call it a month. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so, so now I'm doing it for fun. That's awesome. My, my whole attitude has changed. Where before I was doing it, oh, I hope I get famous. You know, on the ships, I get all this work, I get all this money. But I did something that few few people did working ships. I saved my money. I'm single. I have no kids. I have no spouse. So everything I made went in the savings account. Nice. So I'm okay financially. That's good. So that's awesome. That's why you don't see me saying, Oh, I'm going to do an open mic. I'm going to go hang out. I'm not, I don't hang out anymore. Okay. I, I stopped doing that 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to the open mic to hang out. I, right. I really don't like you anyway. <laughs> I did it because I was arising in my, because I had to, yep. but I, now I don't have to. So I'm not going to hang out. And that's, um, that's so good though. It's like, that's the one thing about being almost 70 years old. You realize if I don't like you, I don't have to. <laughs> that's right. I don't like I, you. You're not going to fit in my circle. So now I'm picking and choosing the gigs I want. And then hopefully Carnival comes back up. It will. It's only a matter of time. We're, I know we're booked for January next year. We're just waiting. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm thinking it's gonna. I'm thinking we'll probably start mid June. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think and and what's what I think is going to happen, like for somebody like me who's 30 minutes away from Galveston, they'll book me on the Galveston ships. They save money. They don't have to fly me anywhere. Right. And I think what's going to happen, like for the eight day cruises. Um, where we used to do what they call a back to front. You'd have mm-hmm. two comedians in the front part, yep, and then and we'd then fly in up. and we'd do the back part. I think what's going to happen is they're going to put four comics on the ship. That way they don't have to fly us into Cancun or Belize or right. whatever. And one set will work and then come back and get off in Galveston, and they'll just do it that way until everything settles down. So, but they have to bring in crew from around the world. Yeah. That's, that's the part that I think is going to be 
hardest for them because you know all those people were and some of the greatest people and the hardest working fucking people some I've ever seen in ships. my life. Yeah, some people never got off. Well, because they could, some I, of them couldn't. Yeah, and I know a couple of them. One of my friends who's South African, he went home for a couple of months and then they flew him back out. He's on the dream now. And because they have to start doing paperwork and training and, and getting prepared for when passengers come back on. And um, I, you know, for me, I think the greatest thing is that the, the buffet is going to be more manageable. <laughs> I won't oh, have yeah. To fight, I won't have to fight for the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait 30 minutes for the fucking uh, Asian food station. Yeah. It's like you can eat all that. You know, I saw so much food waste. It was amazing. Where oh, people would just pile shit on their plate and not eat it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know? So <laughs> it's not but, like there's a fucking shortage of food. You don't need to get that much and no. throw half of it away. Exactly. Get what you're gonna fucking eat. And if you're hungry, there's gonna be somewhere you can get something to eat. Yeah. W- within a two minute walk of where the fuck you're at. Yeah. Thank you. Always. Yeah. Fucking always. Yep. And it, it, I was always stunned about that. And if you want rudeness, man, just on some of these cruise ships, some of these people, depending on like if you if you took a three day booze cruise, mm-hmm. where it was just a three day, you know. And, and I used to laugh because we we'd leave out of Florida and go to the Bahamas, but that that's <laughs> the ship is almost there. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and and then we go there. in. We'd go in, we'd stay overnight in Nassau, and then go back to Florida. Yeah. And I said, you, you you do realize that we're almost in Florida, but they're not going to cross that line, so you won't get free internet. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the I think, and I'll probably piss people off with this one, I don't really give a fuck. I think some of the rudest people that I've encountered on the ships are the fucking, you know, platinum and diamond level people that have been on those fucking no. Yes. No. <laughs> I was I was in line on that last ship actually. I was in line for something I can't remember what the fuck it was, but there were people behind me that were just going off about how horrible the cruise director was. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like I'm thinking to myself, this is the second cruise I've been on with this particular cruise director. And he's doing great. He's he's fine. Have I had better? Absolutely. Have I had worse? Absolutely not. They've all been. None of them been bad. They don't realize the amount of work those cruise directors do. Oh, it's it's the amount of work they do is insane. It's insane. It it's really insane. is. And 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 they have to be on all the fuck. When time. when I first started, you had a cruise director and an and a, a, an assistant cruise director. Yep. Okay. The cruise director at that time, and this is, they handled everything. They handled scheduling. They handled everything. Everything. They were working 12, 14 hour days. Yeah. Not only were the face of the cruise, but they were actively managing people. Right. And actively having to shake hands, see people, kiss babies and do whatever they do. Okay. And be up 24 seven. Yep. Can't be in a bad mood. No. Nope. Well, eventually, when they, they dropped the assistant cruise director, the ACD, mm-hmm. and brought in the entertainment director, the ED. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the entertainment director took 
all that responsibility that the cruise director had as far as scheduling and took that away. So it gave them more time to be the face of the brand. Nice. Okay. And then they also get brought in the media director and the media director did all a lot of the scheduling for the entertainment, for the playlists, for the comedians, for right. the, the bands, for the solos, for all that. People don't realize the amount of work that's being done to make their vacation a happy time. Just, just the background stuff. I did the what are they called? the behind the fun tour on like the first yeah. cruise where you got to go through all that. And you got you got to think of just the fucking logistics. Exactly. Of what goes on while you're still asleep. Like you, you, your cruise is over while you're still sleeping. That ship's already been at port and they're fucking offloading and loading like a madhouse. Yep. All of your fucking luggage, all the fucking booze that they need for the next cruise, and all the food that they need for the next cruise. And then you got to figure out how to get 3,000 people off the ship in an orderly fashion, wait about 10 minutes, and then bring yep. 3,000 new people on. Right. The logistics right. behind that is, is amazing. Like you're saying it's it's incredible. It is, and and that's why I get so mad when people don't want to tip the cabin stewards, and because the amount of work that these people do, like for every cabin steward, most of those stewards have thirty cabins a piece. Mm -hmm. Okay, thirty. That's a one lot. One person. So, and they have to flip that room. Like you said, they got to get 3,000 people off, go into those cabins, clean sheets, clean, strip the beds, do this, sanitize. And those ships are more sanitized than people understand. Oh, yes. 100%. Okay. And you know, every, every, every dining area, every, even, even in the comedy clubs, there's always been a Purell yep. thing there for people that people weren't using. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I would go to the restroom in between shows and I'd be in the stall and I could hear somebody next get out and just walk out, not even washing their hands. I'm like, and, and so they, even, and they song, even have those little fucking stupid paper things. So you can yes. pull it out, grab the handle. And then and like yes. people wonder, why is this little silver trash can right here? Well, it's for the people that use the paper to grab the handle because they didn't want to touch it because so many people didn't wash their hands and, and you could throw it away without just throwing it on the floor because you know they'd fucking throw it on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there was always somebody cleaning, always. Oh, yes. And and, and that's why I was so stunned when, when the CDC came out and, and the way to combat this virus that was going to destroy the world was wash your hands, sanitize. I'm like, well, my mama taught me that when I was three. You know, and, you know, and then all of a sudden people were just wiping down everything and and then I'd go to the grocery store and the keypad. Well, yeah, you covered it, but you're not cleaning it every time somebody uses the keypad with the credit card. Well, that's a whole new industry now. You see these little fucking I don't have to touch anything keys. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a new industry. Like it's a thing. You can push buttons with it. And you well, can did you see how quickly did you see how quickly? The mask industry started flipping out. Oh yeah, you know, you know, uh, masks that match your outfit, yes. and you know, the, I'm like, wow, y'all were ready for this, weren't y'all? <laughs> kind of like somebody warned you. Maybe could be. So you know, I think we're we're gonna it's gonna end, and yeah. and and now they're already working on a booster shot 
And I told that to my brother. I said, watch this. We're going to have to take a yearly vaccine, just like the flu vaccine. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. I said the exact it's same coming. thing to a lot of people. It's like, oh, it's yeah. going to be COVID season again. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be like flu season. Yep. It's going to be COVID season. Yep. Oh, I agree 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Craziness. Well, I love you to death. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. So how amazing. do you, uh, what, what made you move to Austin? Uh, so I, right out of high school, I, during my senior high school, I enlisted in the army yeah. uh, and I served eight years, uh, first duty station. I spent three years in Germany and then four years at Fort hood. So after, after I got out, I was, I was married, had kids and I'm like, I like it in Texas. It's not fucking cold. <laughs> where, where were you stationed in Germany? Uh, I started off in a little town named Kitzingen, which I absolutely I loved. Do I you? did Darmstadt and uh, Ramstein. But been through Ramstein and then uh, Kitzingen shut. I was an infantry uh, infantryman, so we did. We mechanized. We had Bradleys and Kitzingen for whatever reason shut down the infantry unit that was there uh, and sent me to a town called Schweinfurt, which was much bigger. Um, which was okay. I, I like the small town better. But I, good beer. Know, oh my god, that <laughs> was. I mean, being, being fucking eighteen and nineteen in Germany, where the drinking age is sixteen, and back then a case of German beer was nine dollars. Mm. And that's that's where I learned not to mix. Yeah, the hard way. The first the first German Volksfest, right? Their little fairs that they do. Um, which are always amazing. The first one, and I was, you know, I was a 19 year old kid. I was like one third of the size I am now, of course. Um, I drank two of the liter mugs of Heffy Weissen German beer and three bottles of Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill. Oh God, that, that just hurts <laughs> me thinking about it. I literally. I to- oh God, I literally crawled up the fucking stairs of the barracks to the third floor. That night. Did you and go was, to the infirmary? <laughs> I almost needed to. I Dude, had, I had to, I had they oh should have just God. named it. It's going to give you a fucking hangover. That's oh, all yeah. they should have named it. I was told. And and I do a joke about that. I said, what is it? Amber Mist? I said, that's just Boone's <laughs> Farm, man. They just gave it a good name. <laughs> that was that was our running scam back in the day. If me and the buddy wanted to get drunk. He'd go, we'd, we'd take different floors of the barracks and I'd, I'd borrow 50 cents from two guys and he'd borrow 50 cents from two guys. And we'd run to the shop at and get a bottle of mad dog. $2. Thunderbird. Woo. That, what's the price? Donna twice. <laughs> that was Man, Thunderbird. And they had some called orange rock. Yeah. Oh, yep. And I pagan mean, pink, pagan pink, oh 50 God. cents. A, 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 like a, 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 not <laughs> like a, a fucking fifth, two a gallon. Leader. Yeah. Yeah, two liter. God, dog. Woo, those days hurt. I mean, yeah, it's, but yeah, when you know, when and I got here, you know, and New Year's Day, I was wearing t shirt and shorts. I'm used to growing up in Michigan. I was like, this place is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And I, and I was I was trying to explain it to the wife. I always, you know, you know, Texas is great and most in the winter. So when we got the fucking cold snap, right? The recent one, and it was like that. And when when it just got to that point where there was still a bunch of snow on the ground, but you could see street where the cars would drive, and it was slushy and all that shit. And I looked at her and I said, "This is Michigan, six months out of the year." Yes. And she looked at me and gave me those famous two words: "Fuck that." Yes. I'm like, that's why I live in Texas. I can remember white knuckling it. That that joke I'm talking about is on 131, coming oh, yeah. down from the UP. 
Yep. I mean, and and the 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 place where the guy came on with the snowmobile, which is a true story, by the way. Mm-hmm. The blowjob part is not, yep. but he showed up. He delivered pizza and wine on a snowmobile. Yep. And that was in Cadillac. That was right off of, right oh, yeah. off of 131, right there exactly at a Super 8 about. hotel. No, exactly where you're talking okay. about. And every, like I said, with the way the joke got written was when he, he came to my door and I opened the door and I saw him. He's bundled up and he's on his damn snowmobile <laughs> and he brings my pizza and a bottle of wine. And cause it was a single unit hotel. Okay. Right. Yeah. There it was, was no old school flat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm just stunned. And I did, I gave him a $20 tip. I'm like, dude, thank you. And he's like, no problem. And he gets on his snowmobile, takes Ring. off. And when I, I closed the door, of the of the hotel room, I said, "Damn, I should have offered him a blowjob," and that's how the joke got written. <laughs> it's a great joke. It, oh, it was so fucking funny. But I mean, because what, what people don't re- realize is, before I started doing carnival, I drove everywhere. Yep. Okay, I didn't fly. I drove. I remember one time I was doing a show. I was in Port Huron. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And I was on the sixth floor of the Holiday Inn. And when I looked out, I could see the Canadian, uh, the Canadian booth, the, yep. the, the immigration where they were coming through Yep. Uh, from Canada. Two weeks later, I'm in the Valley of Texas. Okay. I think in, I'm going to say Laredo or New Laredo, that area. Yeah, I'm, in a ho- I'm, a, I'm in a Holiday Inn on the sixth floor looking at the Mexican. <laughs> Immigration line coming through. <laughs> and a friend of mine went, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> I said, I drove here, man. He said, because I, I, in the, in the, I went through three trucks. My Mazda just gave up after 450,000 miles. My Nissan, uh, the first engine got to 150,000 miles. I put in another engine. In the Nissan, because it was a great little truck. Mm-hmm. That one put, I put 350,000 on that engine. So it's combined 500,000 miles. Damn. And then uh, my Blazer, no, no. Then I had, I had a little, uh, a great little Kia Sportage that drowned <laughs> in Hurricane Ike. <laughs> and I, from that, I went to a Chevy Blazer and I put, a, it had 150,000 when I bought it and I drove it to 350,000. Nice. So that's how much, because I used to go up to Ohio every year and spend two months up there and work Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, all in the fucking wintertime. Because in the summertime, you people don't go to a comedy club. You stay outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. But it can be 14 inches of snow in the back and you fucking drive into a comedy show. Yes, they will. Yes, they fucking will. They're built for it. They're used to it. They're and and I had gotten used to it, okay? Because my blood, I'd, I'd spend months oh, up yeah. there. So I'd come down here, and if it was 40 degrees, I'm like, this is nice. I'm good. <laughs> two weeks, but, two or three weeks before the winter snap here, we drove We drove from Austin up to uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. My son's in the Air Force up there. I've been there, done that. And uh the, on the way up, you know, it was cold. You know, you, you go through Texas and all that, and it was cold, but the weather was nice. You get up there, and it was it was cold as fuck. 
below zero and there was snow on the ground. And we go and we get to hang out with my son and his wife and had a great time. And then we look at the weather coming back and, and the, oh, fuck. So we left early and it's supposed to be an 18 hour drive. Right. Took me 30. He had a blizzard on the way back because we hit some shit. And then like on the Kansas fucking turnpike, there's oh, no God. fucking street light. You know, you already know. No fucking yeah. street lights. The, the snow is coming at you, and you it's so dark when it hits the lights, it looks like you're driving fucking hyperspeed in fucking Star Wars. Yep. So I, the, my running joke on that one is I discovered two things on that trip. And the first thing I discovered was that all of the winter driving skills that I acquired growing up in Michigan, I, still have, I still have them. Still have, okay. The second thing is I don't fucking want them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, Never again in the yeah. fucking winter. Not no. happening. Mm-hmm. I have friends that, you know, in Toronto and I have friends in, in uh, Ottawa that I met from ships. Okay. And they're like, when are you going to come up to Canada? In the summer. <laughs> I'm never going there in the winter again. Late fucking ever. August. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it gets hot here. No, 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 no. I can take the heat, man. You don't know what hot is. You don't <laughs> Come know out what of Texas is. for a week. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I'm, let's go get into summertime. I'm ready. Yeah. I am too. And I don't want to hear one motherfucker complain when it's 110 degrees outside. Shut up. Okay. Nope. A God, a, a God's going to give you 21 degrees in your house again. Shut up. <laughs> That's right. You know, you, you sit near, just people. remember, just think back. Yeah. And, and, you know, I spent half the day going global warming my ass. This is bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. It was massive bullshit. And, and like you said, I had never even heard of, uh, of, of that company, of ERCOT. Never. I never no. heard of them. I'm like, who are these people? I, ca- I called a friend of mine who worked in, 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 uh, with a, like a, uh, a small electric company. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know these people? She said, oh, yeah, that's the big dogs. I'm like, I've never heard of them. And, and I didn't know that Texas, New Mexico fed power through Reliant for us. I'm like, why Why are we just finding this shit out now? And thankfully, I'm on a set rate with Reliant. So my, oh, bill, yeah. didn't, my, my bill didn't fluctuate at all. Matter of fact, it went down because I had two days with no electricity. Yep. So you know, I was good. I knew I wasn't with some off the record little electric company that, you know, jacked up to like $17,000. So, yeah, we did. We've got the fix. The people that had the, the fluctuating rate plans really got screwed from what I hear. Oh, we God. Fixed rate, yeah. But they're going to, they're going to waive those. They, they, uh, they fucking Ab- better. Yeah. Abbott said, nope, you ain't paying it. Good. Fuck you know, that. and I, I just read, you know, well, we need to get rid of Governor Abbott. Why? What you going to get? Beto O'Rourke? Oh, that God. idiot? That's an understatement. So, you know, we'll see. You know, um, I, I've been in Texas since 1977, and I love it here. So, yeah. Got here in 94. Love it. Yep. And when I moved here, I'll never forget. My mom said, uh, you'll be back in six months. <laughs> yeah. No, I got out. I got out of little town, Louisiana, and never looked back. I don't blame you. Never. Do not I blame mean, you. 
I love my Cajun roots. I love being, you know, growing up the way I did. I had a great job. People ask me all the time, how was your childhood? I had a great childhood. We played outside. We, you know, we ate damn good. Oh, yes, you did. I mean, come on. And uh, I never realized we were poor. <laughs> right. I mean, we were middle class. Daddy worked at the railroad. My dad worked at the railroad. And then when my sister went, went started school, my mom got a job at school, which made my fucking life miserable. But she became the school secretary. That, that was a, that was a dark day at my house that day when she said she had gotten the job. I'm like, and she would do stupid shit. Like she was the one who checked the lockers. Okay. And I'd get a note in my locker, Carolyn Ann, clean your locker. Thanks, mom. <laughs> because back then we didn't lock our lockers. Nobody locked. Nobody had a lock on their locker. Right. We didn't do that because nobody messed with anybody's locker. It was you knew your locker. That was it. Yep. You know, Nowadays you practically need a fucking retinal scanner. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be a kid today if you paid me. Oh God. No. One of the one of the still one of the greatest shirts I've ever seen says respect your parents. They pass school without Google. Yeah. You yeah. imagine some of these kids walking in trying to figure out the Dewey Decimal System. I think I mentioned that in my show. I think you do actually. Now that I think about it, that's probably where I got it from. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Oh. As no. Somebody made a comment about the mail in votes, and I never thought about it. I said they're right. What if somebody wrote in in, in cursive? <laughs> that's that's the other part of it, right? Is, uh, is that years where you say if you want to shut down the economy, make all the cars manual transmissions, yep. make make all the clocks analog, and yep. only write in cursive? Yeah, that's Fucking my bit world. I do about uh, that's, uh, yep. can you survive 75? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly you have, to, it. you have to pass two tests before you can play the game. I put you in a room and the only thing in there is an analog clock and you have to tell me what time it is. <laughs> and then if you pass out when you get to sign your contract, here's the problem. It's written in cursive. <laughs> it's it's so fucking true. It is. And but and I think that's what makes it even funnier is how fucking true it is. Yeah. You call the call a manual transmission, the millennial anti-theft device. Exactly. They can't drive that. that nope. And that actually, that happened in Houston where this, it was a Corvette. It was a, a new, this happened about five years ago. And a guy had just bought a brand new Corvette. He got jacked. He got carjacked. <laughs> and he just stood there laughing because the guy, he, he, couldn't, he didn't know how to drive it. He called the cops. He's on the phone trying to call the cops and he's laughing. Because the, the 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 thief is cursing him out because he bought a manual transmission. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Finally, the guy just he gave up and left. <laughs> Forget this, man. I'm out of here. That happened two or three times. That happened last two years ago. Oh my god! Where this guy was at home, and he heard his alarm go off, and the guy was had broken to his car. And he, 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 couldn't, he couldn't drive it away because it was manual. And, and when the cops picked up the thief, 
he was mad at the guy <laughs> because the guy bought a manifestation. <laughs> the cops couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I can't say as I fucking blame him. I'd be dying too. Yeah. And then I think my favorite is uh, there's an area in Houston called it's, it's Washington Avenue. Right. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years, you know, all these businesses went in these high end restaurants and uh, they really went in there and took over the whole area. And it was like, they had uh, brew pubs. They, they mm-hmm. it really had some cool places. Some, some of the chefs went in and put restaurants in there. They had uh, great wine bars. Okay. Well, one afternoon, there's a bunch of people sitting outside. It's Houston, you know, yep. people outside drinking at a patio bar. And these two kids come to rob them. Give me all your money. Here's the problem. <laughs> Nobody had any money. <laughs> there's no cash. It's like, uh, dude, I got five bucks. Uh, everything's <laughs> on a card. They ever. Nobody uses money. Yeah, no one carries cash anymore. Nobody carries cash. So they, they ended up getting caught because they, they by the time the cops got there, they, they were frustrated. They, they, they had, I think they got like 20 bucks and that was it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to worry about the downfall society. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew we were in trouble about 30 years, but guess about 25 years ago when this guy got hit by a railroad train because he was jogging on the tracks and he had his headsets on. He couldn't hear the train coming. How fucking loud is your music? You can't hear a fucking train coming. Uh, I knew then we were in trouble. <laughs> yes. Oh. And it's just gotten worse by the year. And, and what kills me is when people... Well, every generation has its problems. No, 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 not like yours. <laughs> Ours are we, may have, we may have sniffed glue and drank Boone's Farm, but I never thought about eating my mother's soap powder. Never. <laughs> not once. Not one time. <laughs> ne- not so. one time. Never put a Tide Pod in my mouth. Never did any of that. Okay. Never even considered doing something stupid like that. That's because our parents washed our mouths out with soap and we know that shit doesn't taste good. You know what that tasted like. (laughs) What soap? No, I'm not going to eat that. I don't care what what it fucking looks like. (laughs) What did I see on Facebook? Oh, uh, this guy who evidently is a famous gospel singer. Um, He, he, him and his son and his son is an adult where they got into it on the phone and evidently daddy was very frustrated with the son and called him all kinds of names, used profanity. And the son, he, he recorded it and, and put it out there because daddy's a gospel singer, Christian and whatever. And it's so funny because you could tell who were raised by parents and not because you had these, well, you know, I don't blame the son. He should have done that. And then you have other people like me going, uh, you know what my daddy would have done if I would have done that to him? He would have beat my ass. My daddy's famous words were, I brought you on the planet. I will take you off the planet. So, yep. you know, and he told my brother one time, he said, I'll slap you into next week, son. You need to straighten up. <laughs> Can't do that now. That's just wrong. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. 
Again, and, and like like I said earlier, you you should have a ridiculous amount of love, yep. but a healthy amount of fear. Exactly. Of your I parents. Was, my sister was about eight years old. My brother was twelve. And he was standing in the living room. My daddy was a day day sleeper because he worked the night shift. He was a brakeman. And he was sleeping. Now my father slept like I sleep. I, I took after him. When I go to sleep, I go to sleep. I mean, you're not going to wake me up. I got a purpose and purpose is sleeping. Well, the door to mom and daddy's bedroom was closed. My brother's in the living room, which is right next to the bedroom. And my mom told him, she said, Paul Douglas, I told you, go throw the trash. And I'm sitting with my sister at the kitchen table. I was about 17, 18 at the time. And he, he looked up at mama and he said, no, bitch. <laughs> oh. And I went in a split. It, it just happened in like it, it happened quickly, but it was in slow motion. Right. I saw daddy come out of the bedroom in his box of shorts and what they call a life beater. Which back then it was his undershirt. Right. He comes out of the bedroom. He's got a belt in one hand. And my brother had overalls. He grabbed my brother from the overall, picked him up. And proceeded to be that. And I looked at my sister. I said, okay, see what your brother did? That shit you never do in this house. <laughs> That's right. Okay. He got his ass. Kicked. And afterwards, you know, I felt, I'm like, Doug, what were you thinking? I don't know, man. I guess I wasn't thinking. No, you weren't, you idiot. I bet he never did it again. He never did that shit again. He probably never even thought it again. No, no. <laughs> As it should be. He never did that again. Someone would have given so, him. Here, here's a participation trophy for saying a dirty word. Good job. That's yeah. what happened today. It, it, it was not even don't talk to your mama that way. My daddy didn't say a word. Nope. My daddy was a man of few words, but he was a man of action. And 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 your brother knew exactly what was because <laughs> because while while you're seeing everything going slow motion in his mind, he's going. Oh shit! Yep. <laughs> and it, it's just that's how things were back then. Yep. Now, Mama, my mother's favorite punishment: she wouldn't spank us. Mama would make us kneel down, and we had hardwood floors. Ouch! Yeah. And I remember one time I told my brother, I said, "Listen, just go along with me, okay?" I told Mama, I said, uh, "Mama," and she comes running. What? Look, um, we want to go outside. So tell you what, why don't you spank us? Because <laughs> this, this 15, 30 minutes of kneeling down, we losing daylight. <laughs> so, I said, why don't you just spank us and then we can go play. And she, she couldn't stop laughing. She said, just get up and go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Sounds, your mom sounds like mine. Yeah, she was something else. Yeah. She was. And uh, she really was mayor of our hometown for 30 years. She was the school secretary. She retired as mayor after 24 years and school secretary after 34 years. Wow. Yep. That's yep. awesome. But it's like I tell people, there were two people. Oh, yeah. You saw you saw Miss Barbara. I knew Mama. Yep. Okay. 
So that's the, and that's and that's a that's a DNA thing. And I, I and every kid has the memory, but I also completely remember my mom just going at me for something and and the fucking phone right hello it was instant and i'm and i'm thinking in my head i'm like by the time this phone calls over she gonna she's gonna forget it's all gonna be good nope (laughs) wrong fucking answer (laughs) hung up the phone and another thing (laughs) oh and be rude in front of your mama in front of people oh god no no you didn't do that you were not discourteous to anybody. Okay. You didn't answer another adult. Yeah. Oh no. I'd, I'd, like, I'd, have got yeah. The upside, I'd have got the upside the head. Oh yeah, we did. It was like, what? Oh yes, ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Bam. Oh. But yeah, I can talk about this shit forever. Yes, you could. Good, but you, know, you got the best stories too, though. It's all true. That's what makes that's what makes them good. That's what makes them you good. Know? And I, that's why you know I've I've heard some comedy club managers now say, "Hey, you know, when you get back on stage, don't talk about COVID." Well, what the hell am I going to talk about? That's all I've been doing <laughs> for the last year. <laughs> why would they do that? Yeah, it's like guess what happened in twenty twenty? Not a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. Let's just skip over it. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, it's it's. It's good. It's good. I'm glad I got the vaccine. My friends all got vaccinated. Most of them got vaccinated so we can be around each other without a mask on, which we were around each other without a mask on anyway. So I get my second dose tomorrow. Which one do you take? Did you take? We got the Pfizer. Yeah, me too. So I hear the horror stories. Um, It's not. Look, this is what happened. I got mine. I got back home. I was a little tired. So I took a nap. The next day, I was I was tired. I ran a slight fever. Yep, that's right. Like a hundred. That was it. Fever broke about two in the afternoon. Now, I tend to get allergic. So, I, but I got what they call COVID arm. I had an allergic oh. reaction, and I got I got it got red and mm-hmm. a little swollen, and it itched. And then after about two days, two three days, it was gone. Yeah. So it was no biggie. Yeah. My, I don't know which one. I think my dad and his wife got that one, got Pfizer as well, and they kind of the same deal. Fever. Yeah. Um, my step, my stepmom got got pretty nauseated and threw up at least a couple times, and but other than that, it was they're like, yeah, I'm all fine. Twenty four. Yeah, hours. I, I I I took a couple of Tylenol and yep. uh, I was good to go after that. Fever broke. That was it. There you go. But Rob's it never uncle. got higher than a hundred. Well, that's good. So, uh, well, you were lucky you were able to get it. Well, I'm uh, I'm fucking fat, so. <laughs> well, as, as an overweight, that's the only good thing. I'm an overweight guy, so I qualified in Group One B. Well, the here in the Houston area in League City, they opening it up now. It's like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people are starting to get you know, younger people are starting to get it. That if you want C, which is that, come on, yeah, let's go. And where I went. It was like they they ran it perfectly. I mean, nice. We, we drove up. I got it. Gave them the information. Bam, got the shot. Put me waiting fifteen minutes in the line. You can go. See you. In and out in thirty minutes. Nice. But anyway, well, this is fun. I had a blast. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, I did too. I'm going to go right. back and watch a little bit more of, uh, of more, uh, uh, Hank Voigt. So there you go. I, I had a blast, Sean. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. You take it easy. All right. You too. Tell we'll you talk again soon. I definitely will. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye.